you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique banana website. Showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds. It's just a few clicks. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install. Colleen? It's not a thing to install. Nothing. Patch. Wow. Or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code around to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, baby. The Around the NFL podcast believes in spiritual entities from another dimension. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes. Chris Wessling to my left, Greg Rosenthal to my right. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Mark, under the weather, could not be with us today, but hopefully we'll have him back later in the week. I think we will. I don't think this will keep him out for more than just this show. He'll be back and strong for for when we tape our big free agency preview yeah. later this week. Big week, big week this week. We're going to do our three regularly scheduled shows, and we are now moving to the Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, off-season schedule. Uh, but in addition to that, our big free agency primer uh, preview. Wes, you had a nice uh, name for it. It was the what? Free agency brainstorm? Yeah, this is, you know, I like it. I like when Wes throws workshops names, and that was a good one. Well, the quiet storm isn't here, so we need a different storm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, so that is coming up a little later in the week. It's a video show um, that will live on the website, and hopefully they'll get it up on YouTube, and it will have some visibility. But in advance of that, a little later on today's show, we'll do a um, our own little primer. It's a primer of the primer. Double primer, bro. It's, it's a start. We're going to be banging through this, yeah. uh, slicing it up a lot of ways, but kind of a first look ahead at the the market using the mind of the scientist, Chris West. Did you know I've heard NPR-type places pronounce it primer? Primer? Yes. Get yeah, I've here. heard that. Come back to us. 
Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> read a book. The pretentious people pronounce it. Yeah, read a book, NPR. Uh, like the Premier League? <laughs> Good. Premier League? The yeah. Premier League? The Premier League. <laughs> Greg, you were uh, you always take the week off after the Super Bowl. I do. Especially good timing after the humiliation suffered by your favorite football team uh, to begin the week. Uh, but now, And the way it, it works out perfectly because now it's almost like ancient history. So congratulate Bully for you. That's that's not true, although that it's ancient history. Or that it was a humi- humiliation, but okay. I, I, w- I don't know if it was a humiliation, but I am always left, and it's one of the reasons uh, I've enjoyed taking that week off every year for the last four years. There's always a sort of emptiness when you get past the end of the season. It's, it's something you've been pushing to mm-hmm. for so long. The Super Bowl week itself is something you put so much into. You're so focused. You mm-hmm. put a lot into the season that – you just, I don't know, mentally and everything, you just feel kind of awful on that Monday. And, like, I just don't want to – I feel like I need to wash football off of me. As much as I love football, I need to wash football off of me for a week, spend some time with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, just forget about it. And now that I've been – I've been through three Super Bowl Patriot losses that I've attended, there's an extra level of that where – I'm not going through all the Super Bowl content, you know, recaps and sound effects for the well, week. I really wanted to get away from it last week. I, I definitely identify with the washing it off of you factor because I just realized this year it's the worst week for Super Bowl, for, for NFL coverage. Hmm. Everything is just exploded way beyond what it should be, blown out of proportion. Everything is minutely uh, from the over examined, yeah, over examined. Pe- everything is just blown way out of proportion. I can't stand. And it was a huge news week sneak. Crazy it was, it was big, a news. surprisingly yeah. big news week. Um, two things, two points. Last year, when the Patriots had an amazing comeback, comeback against the Falcons, I avoided all of the like sound effects right. and all that exactly. great stuff. But if it's a game that you enjoyed watching, like the, I enjoyed watching the Eagles beating the Pats, I. I ingested all of those shows. Right. NFL films, as always, if you, although maybe the storylines coming out of the Super Bowl were a little like uh, annoying last week, watching all that great coverage of a, a great Super Bowl was fun. Oh, one of the first things I always do, and this is when the Patriots aren't, whether they're involved or not, is go watch the game broadcast of it. You know, the, yeah. even when it's a bad game like the Panthers Broncos, like I want to go watch that, see how everyone experienced, watch all the shows. That's great. Not this this time. I wasn't really feeling it, so I tried to get as much you know beach time. That really makes you Smart. feel like you're a, away from the NFL. You're like on a beach and you see the ocean. Oh yeah. It's nice. And then the other part of it, Greg, is that that emptiness to speak of the hole. Yeah, has nothing to do with football. That's just something that's sitting in there. That's something that you need to you know work through. We all on some level have something inside that an unfillable hole. Uh, and we, we try to mask it with perfume, a.k.a. professional football. But really, yeah. it's something bigger. I think, there's, I think there's something to that. Although having been through it's, – it's crazy. I was thinking like how many times – I now have a routine of like the Patriots losing the Super Bowl, like what that's like the next <laughs> week. Oh, and winning the Super Bowl too. It's just a weird – I'm not it's bemoaning vis, my – It's thrown of ease, but I'm not bemoaning it. But it's a unique fan experience, right? You would have to admit. I was surprised how many tweets I saw Sunday from people bemoaning the lack of NFL football. I thought it was glorious. I couldn't yeah. wait to have like a <laughs> Sunday free. Well, well, we have a different experience then. Right. And we know we're going to jump back into it. That's the thing, too, is free agency is a big deal to us here just as a website in this podcast. And like we dive into that 
hardcore, so it's you definitely need a little break. Wes, you look good. You look well. You look like you're on track for recovery. You're wearing your Hammermaid sweater, The our friend at Hammermaid that hooked us up at the yeah. Ball of America. Well, thank you. Ryan Cons. Ryan Cons. He did thank a great you, job with us, uh, and you're looking, looking good, um, which – by the way, Greg has a Yankee candle sitting in front of him. Which, well, that is not my Yankee um, candle. Nice smell, though. I like the scent. It is from Western Massachusetts, where yeah, I'm from. That's a full-ton touch, and but, I appreciate but it. But yeah, Lindsay, now that we're not taping videos, just puts a, a candle out. It's a great smell. Lindsay likes cats and candles That and professional wrestling. This is what we've learned about Lindsay so far. Cats, candles, pro wrestling, and sometimes she puts color in her hair. And leather jackets. Leather jackets. I like dogs, too. Probably Dog fan much, as well. if not more than cats. But hmm. Good for you. Anyway, so Wes, <laughs> uh, Wes is looking well, but we want to maybe try to help Wes if we can, and maybe the listeners can join us. Yeah, and Wes is probably uncomfortable sitting in the room while I talk about it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He has, he's, he's, got his, he's leaning back in his chair with his hands, like his fingers interlocked on his head. So I'll keep it, I'll keep it brief. We it don't need to go on too long. We've started a GoFundMe page to help Wes pay these medical costs, which have built up over the last nine months. My and goodness. It's, it's something that we've uh, intended to do for a while. Now it's the end of the season. It lines up nicely with the great news. If, if you haven't listened, uh, that Wes finished up his chemo in mid-January, which was a big uh, step. And you're feeling a lot better since then, right? Feeling so much. It's, it's night and day difference. It's a girthy uh, step. Girthy step. I still haven't put on weight. Um, there are days when I still like feel like I take a few steps back, but but for the most part, my life has changed immeasurably for the better. And and for any new listeners or jumped in and come back or whatever, Wes was diagnosed with esophageal cancer. That was back in May. Last May, yeah. And uh, so, even though we have great insurance here at the NFL and and all of that, like there's still a lot of extra costs. And we wanted to help Wes out. And I know the podcast listeners love Wes. And we, we had that great meetup in Minnesota. And they even asked for ways to help out, like diff- different things like that. And you've, you've helped us out in the past. So this is one where we're, where we're asking for, for your help. And we set up a GoFundMe page. It's GoFundMe.com slash Chris Wesseling takes out the big C. But if Whoa, you just, that's you a know, mouthful. If you just, well, you got to put a name on it. If you just search Chris Wesseling, uh, you can find it in GoFundMe. We'll obviously post it on Twitter on my account. You can go look for it. It'll be pinned there. Uh, you can go look at the Reddit board. We'll definitely pin it there. And obviously, any any help, uh, small or large, uh, we'd appreciate. That so that's that's probably the most important vanity URL we've had in this. That is definitely <laughs> GoFundMe dot com slash Chris Wessling takes out the big C. Help out Wes if you can. I can only imagine. I mean, and Wes would never ask for this, by the way, and that's why I'm saying he's like probably feeling mildly uncomfortable. He would never actually do this for himself just because that's kind of uh, the guy he is. But I know that uh, it's it's been something that's been piling up. It's no it's no joke, the Bills. No, it's no joke. And thank you guys for putting that together. Thank the listeners for, for any help they're willing to give. Uh, yeah, my biggest worry is, is really future expenses that you don't even see popping up because every time – the worst thing about this disease is every time you think you're getting better, you take a few steps back, and there's more tests, more scans, more problems. I mean, hey, I might want to have kids someday. Who knows what would pop up in that mm. direction, you know? Mm. Watch out. I like the sound of that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ooh la la. Anyway, so help out Wes if you can, and uh, and thank you to everybody in advance because we know our listeners are the best. Uh, so, like I said, free agency primer coming up. Uh, but before we do that, let's ke- get caught up on the news across the National Football League. Snap to Brady. They give to James White. Pitches it back to Danny Amendola. He throws a lot to Brady. Off his hands. Incomplete. Good ball. He's got to catch that. Malcolm Jenkins uh, from the great sound effects show uh, pats Brady on the helmet after his drop on the throw and says, come on, Tom, twice. And Brady just stares straight ahead like, I hate myself and I want to die. Do you think Brady slept at all this past week? I mean, such a crazy competitor. That loss probably sticks him, even though he played tremendously. He's in Costa Rica living it up with his supermodel wife. I think he's learned. He's probably learned uh... – how to deal with these Super Bowl losses as much as they are painful and he probably realizes he never forgets it. He's probably like he's even learned that the best plan to how to attack like the Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. Um, Costa Rica with Giselle. That's how you that's, I mean, that sounds like a nice way to get over <laughs> a, a setback in your life. Uh, let's start with the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, on Thursday, um, we talked about it. The The sky fell in on the Colts when Josh McDaniels was talked out of uh, becoming their head coach by the, the Patriots, uh, which led to Chris Ballard's press conference uh, where he explained Listen, we're going to keep moving forward. We, there was no situation where we were going to try to talk Josh into it once he, he let it be known that he had second thoughts and was changing his mind. We're moving forward, and they act on that. They act quickly and hire Eagles offensive coordinator Frank Reich, who signed a contract. It is signed. Nothing can change on Sunday to become the Colts head coach. The team announced it's a five-year deal, um, according to Mike Garofolo. And this uh, happened, it came together very quickly, uh, Greg, uh, a team that that knew they were up against it as soon as McDaniels uh, let them know what was happening. And Frank Reich seems like a, a nice choice. We'll see. But given the situation there and getting Reich done, they can move forward now, which was vital for them. Yeah, and as a lot of people point out, you go from hiring the losing offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl to the winning one. And... Frank Reich's a guy who didn't get a lot of hype throughout the season because Doug Peterson was getting it, or Jim Schwartz, or even John D. Filippo, the quarterback's coach. But it's really difficult when there's a successful team like the Eagles to kind of apportion credit. I think it's even difficult for the people inside the Eagles building. And it was always a little strange to me that Reich got so little credit, has a great reputation. There's kind of I'm at the point where there's almost no way to know who's going to be yeah, a, no. who's going to be a good head coach or not, unless they. If, if they show that they sort of have a system that they've moved around with and it's worked, you at least know they have that. But that's pretty rare even to find that. And, and Reich, that wouldn't be the case, but he's been a coordinator for the Chargers, done a great job uh, in a great organization for the Eagles. And I like, I like what little I've heard of him and, and from him. Yeah, it's, it's hard to separate that collaborative effort in Philly. And it's also a lesson for us as an industry that we place way too much emphasis on the head coach hire even though we can't possibly know how he's going to be, and not enough emphasis on who his coaching staff's going to be. Because look at the Eagles coaching staff in the Super Bowl. Filippo, Filippo, Frank Reich, Doug Peterson, who had a better trio of coaches on the offensive side of the ball? Um, but it's also a return home for Frank Reich, who got his coaching start with the Colts. And I guess that's what I meant when I setting that up, that who knows if Reich actually is going to be able to do it. And like Wes is saying, will he be able to have a staff? He's going to be he's going to be a lot of his staff is going to be 
guys that were brought in that had nothing to do with him because of the situation with McDaniels. But, uh, you know, to get the offense coordinator of the Eagles as your head coach, uh, considering the situation they were in a few days ago, it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, they did well. And it shows how quickly change happens in the NFL. This, this is a guy who was fired as offensive coordinator of the Chargers just two years ago. And you wonder, I always wonder with coaches, how much do they learn at every stop along the way? Doug Peterson has proven to be one of the best head coaches in the NFL. And how could you not learn from him? He might even learn from John DeFilippo under him. So I, I think Frank Reich, probably a different guy, a di- he put the game plans together for the Eagles but didn't call plays. With the Chargers, he did call plays, so he does have experience in that. But And I, I really liked him hearing him speak after the Super Bowl. He was a guy that a lot of people, I think, couldn't have been happy for uh, from his through his playing career to this moment, getting the Super Bowl, and the way he talked about his players and his coaches. Like, he sounded like a head coach. If For whatever that's right. worth, like, he sounded like a head coach, and I know the people in that building really love him. Also kind of looks like Scott Bakula of Quantum Leap. And I feel like that people sleep on that and necessary roughness, which yeah. is one of the great bad 90s see, football movies. Is, is, I don't know. I haven't seen him in person, though. Did you see him during the Super Bowl week at all? I, I, I don't, bumped into him I a can see times, how yeah. you see that with the pictures. Yeah. But I'd seen him in person, not really a Bacula type. Not a Bacula type. I don't think so. All right, maybe as, when he was leading the Bills to his yeah, comeback, I'll buy that. he was definitely Bacula-esque. I'm not as good at this kind of stuff. Yeah. It, is Scott Bakula like on the heartthrob scale? Where yeah. does he fall? Uh, like, where did he fall in his prime? He was like, you know, let's say he wasn't Tom Cruise. He wasn't Cruise, but he was probably ahead of like Kirk Cameron. He's probably really what? No, every, yeah. every girl yeah. I knew had a Kirk Cameron poster. You know, you're dating Opinions yourself, vary. first of all, but Opinions I don't think vary. that's true at all. I'm not dating myself. We're talking specifically about this era. So I don't think Bakula though. You weren't even in existence at this time. Girl. I feel like yeah. Bakula might be the choice for a woman living on the edge of town <laughs> with a cat named Boo and heating up like a can of soup for one. What? But like younger girls had a big thing for Kirk Cameron. I don't. What is, I don't know what moonshine. What was that? <laughs> I, it seems like lonely women would have a thing for Scott Bakula. Interesting. Well, let's clip that sound uh, bite off when we have Scott on the show or Frank. Uh, anyway, you, we also mentioned John DeFilippo. Uh He has a new job. Uh, the Eagles just getting pilfered right now. This is, that's how it happens. But uh, Filippo, who was uh, the quarterbacks coach. And a lot of people like DiFilippo. Mark Sessler, who's under under the weather, a little update for the listeners, still ill. Uh, he uh, wrote about DiFilippo and is a big fan. But he is now moving on to Minnesota to become their Viking to become the Vikings' offensive coordinator. He replaces Pat Shermer, of course, who took over as the head coach of the Giants. Wes, why are people so hot about Johnny D? Well, he's done a good job in several places he's been. He helped develop Derek Carr uh, in Oakland. He helped develop Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. And guys like Brian Baldinger, who is around that program in Philadelphia, have called him the guy most like Sean McVay as far as a young Mm. quarterback guru, offensive guru. Um, And I've seen him break down some films, some videos of him. He He does have charisma. I think he's got head coaching potential, and if you're the Vikings and you lost Pat Shermer, I don't think you can do any better than getting Good John hire. And you think, Wes, I think you mentioned earlier, you you think they would be in the mix for Cousins because of Filippo in any way, or, or, or how do you think it might impact who they go after at court? Well, I've been of the opinion that the Vikings probably won't be as um, aggressive as the Jets and Broncos in free agency. 
because I don't think it's as dire of a need, especially when you can probably bring back one of those three quarterbacks that you have. And you have. I don't have any quarterbacks, though, so that's pretty dire. Yeah, but at I, least at the moment. You've got the possibility that you use the transition tag on, on Case Keenum. Um, you might get Teddy Bridgewater's contract might toll over to another year because of his sitting out um, the first six weeks of the season on Pup List. So there's some options there. But there is one report that came out Super Bowl week from a local radio station. Actually, their play-by-play guy, Paul Allen, said that Kirk Cousins has the Vikings as number one on his wish list. Interesting. Mm. And uh, Deep Lippo told the Star Tribune that he's going to leave no stone unturned in this QB search. Said that he has like an equal say or uh, did he say equal say? As much say as they'll allow him. As much say. That's different. Okay. As much say as they'll allow him. Uh, in terms of well, they who him. they bring in. Yeah, it makes sense that he should have a big voice in the room. I think uh, since Rick Spielman took over six years ago, they've had five different quarterbacks lead the team in passing. Mm-hmm. Reuben Foster in trouble again. The 49ers linebacker arrested on suspicion of domestic violence, threats, and assault weapon possession charges Sunday morning in California. Uh, police confirmed to NFL.com. Incident remains under investigation. 49ers aware of it, obviously. It is the second arrest for Foster in the last month. He is the 31st overall pick in last year's draft. He got booked on a marijuana charge uh, in January. Uh, this is a really uh, big-time talent, Greg, but in, at a time with a lot of great news around the 49ers, Foster is becoming somebody they have to be very worried about. Right? Yeah, our, our guy, Ian Rappaport, the NFL Network Insider, mm-hmm. if you weren't aware, yep. uh, believes it's going to be a, a long process. No quick resolution is expected, which is interesting in light of uh, another incident with the 49ers in domestic violence, which I believe was Tremaine Brock yeah. uh, during the off, during last season or building during training camp last year, I think, where they cut him quickly. But as we've said on this show, you know, Teams take moral stances a lot of times with borderline players, and they're more willing to let the process play out when it's a star player. I don't think anyone expects Reuben Foster to get released anytime soon. But the NFL has a very hard and fast six-game suspension for domestic violence. And now that this is two arrests in a row and the details of it, I mean, it could make it longer than that. It's, a, it's weapons charges as well. Well, the 49ers came out and said they would have considered – Reuben Foster with the number three overall pick in the draft if the planets aligned in that direction last year. And they got a ton of credit for getting him where they did. But a lot of guys around the NFL say, yeah, talent-wise, we had him as a first-round pick. Mm. We just knew he was too big of a risk character-wise to take him there. And for some per- per- some perspective, I'm, I think people, if you went around the league and said, what defensive player was the most impressive from this rookie class, other than Marshawn Lattimore, it would have been Reuben Foster. I mean, he might have been the most – he might have looked about as good as any player in the entire rookie class, I would say, per game, around, along with Lattimore and, you know, obviously some of the, the offensive players. But that's how, how good he looked as a rookie. And so that would be a huge loss if he's gone for a long, long time. Yeah, when he was healthy, he and DeForest Buckner were their two best defensive players. Ruben Foster, a young guy trying to stay on the right path in the NFL. Johnny Manziel was a guy that could not do it. And he washed out of the league quickly. We haven't talked about Johnny football in a while, but let's just check in with him because he did an interview with Good Morning uh, America. I wonder if there's any heat between Good Morning Football and Good Morning America. Little ABC versus NFL. Let's lawyer up and get to work. Well, Good Morning America, I believe, predates Good Morning Football. Does it? 
So, well, I'm just saying no. So the heat, I don't think that's true, actually. So the heat would be directed towards the NFL, which would be ridiculous because, frankly, Good Mar- Morning America, uh, you're not the top Good Morning anymore. Oh, damn. You're, uh, we've come for your Good Morning corner. Oh, you might have your little uh, Michael Strahan and whatever else little. going on over there. We've got chemistry. We've got a show that's all football. You give me Schrager. <laughs> give me a Schrag bomb any day over a Robin Roberts type. That's all I'm going to say. They don't have a Kyle Brandt on uh, Good Morning America. Give There's me only one. <laughs> Little Kay Adams flying high. Did not expect any shots towards Robin Roberts on this yeah, show. but I know. didn't say it was a shot. Not necessarily a shot, but all right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Manziel was on Good Morning America, which they could Wes be like, like. Wes is like, I love Good Morning America. How dare you guys? I think it is the number one morning show. It's been it on is. forever, and in my lifetime, I've never seen one episode of Good Morning America. Shots fired. My mom um, was a Today Show person. Yeah, yep, as, as was mine. I'm, I kind of rep the Peacock in general. Yeah. My wife works for the company, too, full disclosure. Anyway, <laughs> that's network talk. We'll save that for the major network podcast coming up a little later in the offseason. Uh, big get though for Good Morning America. They got Johnny Manziel to talk about his troubled, uh, his troubles. And here's what Johnny had to say, revealing that he uh, was uh, diagnosed as bipolar. And before that diagnosis came, uh, he messed up. Going back throughout the last couple years of my life, I was self-medicating with alcohol. Like that's what I thought was making me happy and helped me get out of that depression to a point of where I felt like I had some sense of happiness. But at the end of the day, when you're left staring at the ceiling by yourself and you're back in that that depression and back in that hole, that dark hole of sitting in a room by yourself, being super depressed, thinking about all the mistakes you've made in your life. What did that get me? Where did that get me except out of the NFL? Where did that get me disgraced? Uh, you hope, you hope, Wes, that that the light did go on for Manziel. He's become a punchline and he earned his punchline status. But this guy was a fascinating college prospect, a guy that a lot of, I still remember walking home from Radio City Music Hall with Mark Sessler back to the hotel in New York. And both of us are kind of, him obviously on fire as the Browns, but even me as just a friend of Mark's and a guy that, oh, the Browns finally going to become exciting again. And then to see all that get wiped away so quickly, you hope that he's going to figure it out. His football career probably over at this level, but if he can get his life back on track, that would be. Yeah, I'd like to see him get his life back on track. I think most of us in America believe in second chances. It feels like Johnny Manziel has had more than two chances by now. Um, It doesn't surprise me that that he's had a wake-up call, an epiphany. It's almost like this is in the script. About this time in his career, you expect him to say, oh, yeah, I've learned some lessons. I hope to get another shot. The book's coming next. Yeah, the book's coming next. And I don't know if his game's ever going to translate to the NFL level. I, I just don't know if he ever had it. He's so, I mean, he's so slight in frame. Yeah. Take everything else out Remember of when it. Marvin Lewis called him a midget. <laughs> Did he? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was, oh, yeah, well, he apologized for Marvin Lewis is it. an idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Uh, what were you going to say, Greg? Well, just yeah, maybe he'll get a chance in, in the CFL or the XFL. I, I don't know. XFL is never going to actually happen, by the way. But that, Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's in a couple of years. Yeah. I, I, it's tricky because you can see he's trying to you know, do a public um, – rehabilitation too, along with what he's doing privately. And I think it's, it's challenging. I mean, my brother's bipolar. My, I've had brothers who's bipolar. I have a lot of family and friends have, who have dealt with mental illness and adding 
whatever else is going on in Johnny Manziel's life, including substance abuse, which you know, is a significant part part of all this, trying to handle all that in addition to like you're making this public announcement and kind of campaign almost to kind of get back. And it's all it's it's tricky. I mean, it's 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 tough to accomplish all of that and being under the spotlight. And I think being a world famous quarterback does not make any of that path easier. And it's not a, it's not a straight path. I don't think I'm breaking any news here, but it's not like you're like, okay, well now, now I know that everything's cool. Now, now I'm, I'm good to go. It's, it's a daily yearly. It's something you're dealing with, you know, for your life. And I don't know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a weird combination of like trying to get his career. I don't know if his career as a quarterback kind of goes with all that. I think that path has more twists and turns for a guy who comes from wealth, has been spoiled for most of his career, has had opportunities that other people wouldn't get, and has had excuses made for him that other people wouldn't have. I think all of that contributes to where he is right now. Um, finally in the news, Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah, it's celeb pro-am time for NFL players. Uh, if you're not aware what that is, uh, golfing, and you get paired up with a professional, and it's basically a two-man team. Am I right? I think this is all That's right. That's right. It's up Pebble Street, right up the yeah. Pebble, Pebble Beach. Beach. Right, anyway, right Pebble up the Street. We're really showing our golf bona fides here. <laughs> hey, yeah, you just uh, take a left on old Pebble Street. Did you ever play on Pebble Street? Oh, she's a beaut. I've been to that course. <laughs> Wait, do they... I see. I don't even know. I feel like at the end of the tournament, though, it's just like the real players are in the final groups. Or, or do they have it where like Bill Murray's walking with the guy who's trying to win the tournament at the end of the day on Sunday? I feel like that. Right. Before we, fit, well, we dig into that a little Sorry. bit, let me just say that Larry Fitzgerald, along with uh, PGA pro Kevin Streelman, big Streelman fan over here, uh, won the AT&T Pebble Street Pro-Am over the weekend with a score of 41 under par. That included a... Uh, 12 under 60 in the Sunday's final round. That's how you close out. It's like when Jack, uh, when Tiger used to put on the red shirt and you say, I'm just going to destroy everybody on Sunday. Victory red. Yeah, victory. Wait, 41 under par. Yeah, it must be. I mean, were they, it was like a mini golf course. What, I thought Pebble Beach was like tough. We don't know anything. They must raise the well, bar for this. <laughs> no, I think. This is a par 47. The little I know <laughs> is that they make professional golf courses like. If if a pro a PGA guy is just going out on your normal courses, yeah, they're sure, yeah. they're they're gonna put up some insane numbers. They make it so difficult for the pros that when they have an a, a event like this where they, maybe they kind of got to even it out because you got all these amateurs actually playing with them, that the pros just eat, just crush them, crush it. Yeah, and uh, well, there you go. That makes sense, Greg. Good job. Um, <laughs> and I I I consider myself a pretty big sports fan, not just football. One of my weaknesses has always been in like casual, especially if like guys talk in sports, I'm always completely okay. I could talk in like a party or a bar or whatever. You're a guy. But if start, I'm a total bro. But if somebody starts talking golf and, and somebody starts throwing around the word handicap, I start to sweat because I still don't know what it means. It's like, what's your handicap? Don't, don't ask me that because I don't know what that means. I got, does anybody know what handicap means? Of course I know. I worked at two golf courses. What does it mean? In high school. I actually don't care. Don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, I leave the room and go find an interesting conversation when it comes up. <laughs> None of you guys watch golf? No, I do. Oh. I, I will, I will oh. watch the Why big would events. I, watch I liked. I loved playing golf as a kid. Uh, as like, you know, when I worked at the courses and then in college and stuff. But it's kind of gone by the wayside with 
you know, time, and I've lived in cities yeah. where it's not easy. In the especially, but I never liked watching. It. I thought it was a I terrible spectator sport, and I watched everything as a as a kid. And I, even though I love playing it, I never like watching it. I think you're crazy. I think there's honestly one of the most exciting events in sports is Sunday at the Masters. Yeah, I'm with, with, with you. you. I'm with you. I would watch just golf. to see the beauty of the course, especially that time of year in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. You could just but, go to Google Maps for that, though. I mean, no, I'd rather read a book I've been putting off for 16 years than watch golf. Okay, well, West strong opinion on golf. The <laughs> Masters is which one's Father's Day? Is that the U.S. Open? Yeah, that's the that's US. another great one. I like watching that on Sunday. All the majors. It's funny are how great. little we know. All yeah. the majors are Shocking. great. But anyway, good golf talk. My question I wanted to ask. So congratulations to Larry Fitz for winning that. Uh, what leisure activity would you gentlemen go all in on if you had the time or resources? Wes, I'm guessing it's not golf for you. What would it be? <laughs> No, I, I am terrible at golf. Uh, I think I've probably made the most money in two-on-two basketball, but at this stage of my life. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, this is your leisure activity? Well, you, you don't necessarily need to make money in this leisure activity. But no, that, I, mean, I like that. Like Wait, you've made a lot of money in two-on-two basketball? What are you, Billy Hoyle in uh, White Men Can't Jump? <laughs> in my early 20s, there was a, a friend of mine and I, we used to say we don't lace them up for less than 20. Wow! That's see that save that. I want. I would actually would watch that pod or listen to that podcast. Save that. We Wes is like the, hoops hustling. Yeah, podcast. save that for the low level gambling podcast. <laughs> you joke about Billy Hoyle, but we went by the king and the duck. <laughs> <laughs> who was the king and who was the duck? I was the duck. Why was that? Your playing style was duckish, dusk, duck esque. No, I, I think if you take a look at West, you're not like, hey, there's a, net, a basketball star. No offense. We won. I mean, granted, we're playing in Mama Boy suburbia. <laughs> yeah. So we won about 75, 80 straight games of two on two. <laughs> wait. So wait. What, so that's your answer? You're gonna break? No, break I think back? cornhole's the answer at this stage in my life. I think that would be the leisure time activity I could most, uh, most best chance of mastering. Yeah, I thought about I thought about corn because I enjoy playing it. It's outdoors. You can drink. Uh, one thing I, I've always been good at and I could get really good at it if I just practiced was shooting a little stick, playing a little pool. Oh, yeah. I've seen your Scatman Crothers act. Yeah, I took down I took down Scatman Crothers once at a uh, he was a pool shark at a bar uh, <laughs> lost and found. <laughs> Here in West L.A., and he was so angry. Wait, that's a made-up Kansas name, I just realized. I yeah, think he's uh, from a movie. Or something. Well, Scott McCrother is a famous actor, oh, okay. uh, rest in peace. But uh, he was in The Shining. But uh, this man looked like Scott McCrother. might have been the ghost of Scott McCrother. <laughs> Uh, but he was like one of those pool sharks that goes to the same brings table, his stick. brings his own stick, wears the glove, and then this jamoke rolls over, the old Zeuser, and uh, grabbed the stick off the wall, and I took him down. And he was so angry that he left the bar. Uh, they sent the ghost out. Uh, Mark, Mark and I were witnesses for this event. But, and I am. I can play pool. I just have not. I play it so little now that I, I don't have the skills. You have to practice. But if I could do that, if, if I had all this time in the world. Wait, I so would what was the scenario? You've, you've made a lot of money and you can just do whatever you want. Are we, still working, even are we still working at the NFL? You can take the money out of it. You now work 20 hours a week, basically. Okay. So there's still like no. There's no like tennis. You're not game. trying to make like a career out of it or anything. No. It's just you know something you like to do that you could get really good at. I was gonna say some, some gambling, but that wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> no, that, well, this that wouldn't yeah, be allowed. We work in the NFL. Yeah. That wouldn't be allowed. Plus, that that would be just a leisure yeah, activity. I mean, I would just ramp up what my my favorite one now, which is reading, because I feel like I don't have time. Is that 
Is that allowed? Can I be a competitive reader? Well, this has to be a competition. Right. It's just time to. It's time that you're going to use. There's not enough time in the world to read all the things you want. Okay. So you read time. more. Okay. Thanks for ruining the segment, Craig. <laughs> no, I mean it's an honest answer. That is my honest. I was going to say like you oh. could maybe like be. Wait, I didn't know this is supposed to be like a hustle. I thought it was. Supposed no, to be I, a I'm skill. not doing it as a hustle. Oh, a skill. Are you yeah. using reading as a skill? Oh no. I thought he said something that you I thought he said leisure time <laughs> activities. If he's just talking skill, then I think I'm Who's he? if Dan is just talking about <laughs> all right, you gotta work on a skill. Something that you, you get have back, a base I get, of I get back into playing tennis. I was gonna say you Obviously. could be like a hunky tennis instructor for like No, I wouldn't want to be a an instructor, club. but I yeah, just want to start playing a little more competitively. Like back yeah, to Martha's get finger, back good at it. All started. Yeah, we get some like the, uh, those tight tennis shorts with the white. Tamposi texted low. me. She wants to start playing, so I'm gonna have a wow play some tennis with Tamposi Gonzo. We might have to start a league. like it, but yeah, I need some practice. That second serve is, is uh, really struggling these days. <laughs> Tamposi reached out to me over the weekend about being on the softball team. I said, listen. As of, as of now, I filed retirement papers. I am not necessarily the coach here. The, t- the roster in general, I don't know if there's going to be a softball team this year. But if there is, you're absolutely welcome. You've got a major Brett Favre vibe this, this offseason. <laughs> <laughs> Favre eventually retired. All right. That's it for the news. Oh, yeah. Sponsor time. Ready to start your new business? Make it stand out with Squarespace. Showcase your work, blog or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds. In just a few clicks, you can customize everything from look and feel to settings and sexy time. <laughs> that's actually right. That's what the, that's what the read says. Uh, and it's all optimized for mobile right out of the box. Use Squarespace's analytics to help you grow in real time. Uh, nothing to install. And Colin, you've always wondered about this. Is I'm there just anything so glad. to install? Is no, there there's nothing. Right? Big stopping point for Colin. Well, I'm no, there's no issues. Always. I'm so get, easy. I've been getting. To, I've been talking to the people at Squarespace, getting together my uh, women's tennis blog, Courts of Thunder. Yes. So that's coming out. Oh my god, stop. I can't wait. Hey, Mark. Yes. And Wes, little kissing cousins. Destiny is calling. It says <laughs> this actually <laughs> says this. Answer. It says you need a new website. Make it with Squarespace. So you too. You guys can start a blog too. I know I will. How about Wes gets his act together? I used to have a blog. <laughs> wow. We all did, Wes. We all have our blog really? stories. Uh, head to squarespace.com. Save it for the Wes blog podcast. I all right. Tune in on that one. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code AROUND to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Offer code AROUND. Uh, here we go. Let's talk a little free agency primer. So like I said, later this week, good stuff. We're going to have a whole video show um, all about free agency, breaking it down in different tiers. And we're going to really dig in deep on the class. Uh, but for today, this is kind of just like dipping our toe in the water. What's going on with the 2018 free agency scene? I'm lucky to have the two scientists on my left and right every year. As you know, as the entire country is aware, um, they put together their top. See, they never quite, between me and the audience, they've never quite properly branded this. because they. It's 101. All right. Is it 101? Because sometimes 101? it's 99, sometimes it's 100. It was once one, 99, yeah. Can, there was some sort of programming issue. We're sticking with 101. So it's 101. I thought you tried to stick with 101 last year and they made you do 100. 
No, I don't even. One one's a great number. I guess to I Dan's like point, I don't even be. remember. So if we really want to burn this properly, it's time to settle on a number. Let's hope it's 101. You guys put together your heads and come up with the list. We're not quite there yet. You guys still have your scientist work to do on that front. But for now, uh, let's have a conversation. First of all, we'll start here, Wes. Where does this free agency class rank with last year's class? It feels like it's lesser, and a lot of that is is hard to say before we know the franchise tag guys, but I think you can assume that Le'Veon Bell will be off the market. Drew Brees will re-sign with the Saints, so there's two of your top three free agents along with Kirk Cousins right off the bat. Demarcus Lawrence will get, I believe, will get the franchise tag. No doubt, I think. So you're left with, like, average to below average starters is what you're looking at for free. How did, oh, well, they, I think there's some above average starters. All right, who are some uh, above average starters that everyone should be aware of? Sheldon Richardson, Allen Robinson. Ziggy Ansah. Ziggy Ansah, Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, Jamarcus. I mean, I think there's there's a solid 10 to 15, 25 above average Sheldon starters. Richardson was a disappointment. He was. But I, and was basically given away by the Jets. I think he's an above average starter. Malcolm Butler is an interesting guy. But that, you famously don't care about character risks at all. <laughs> like you, famously, you've said you you can't predict them. You have no idea. So. That's true. We actually, well, in it, fairness, my, my team – Undefeated. I was going to say, Undefe- no, my free agent picks never lost. Didn't we? <laughs> that might not be true, but uh, we have toyed with, I thought, before in the show doing like Greg's all bad guy team. <laughs> we like good talents, bad people. Um, Nate Solder, Justin Pugh. I mean, there's guys out there that I would say are average to above average stars. How about a little Dion Lewis, decent, the guy that we've been pumping up as a, a superstar in the last month? Star Lota Lele. I think there's a decent crop because of Cousins. It It's as good a class, I would say, as last year overall, because just Cousins alone makes it unique. We haven't seen a guy, uh, uh, an average starting or above average starting quarterback, get to free agency since Peyton Manning. I and, think and even that, yeah, even that was. I think what makes him it's fascinating to have an actual uh, guy on the right side of the Dalton scale hit free agency like Cousins, and then to see what happens once Cousins does sign, hopefully with my Jets, but who knows? He could, he could go in any number of places, uh, how that affects the market, where if you're um, a team that wanted Cousins bad and you miss out, how much are you going to be willing to pay Case Keenum? Or like, what is his market? I think Cousins really makes things kind of electrified on that front. Can we address Deion Lewis real quick? You, you brought him up. Yeah. Teams do this all the time. They overpay for guys who are role players with the Patriots, and you can't expect your team to use a guy to the maximum like the Patriots did. This is an undersized running back who has a majorly checkered injury history and, and no basically no example of him being durable. I don't think you can count on Deion Lewis getting $5 million a year. Hmm. I'm yeah. surprised to hear that because you guys have been so high on him. Right, because he plays a niche role. For the Patriots. So he's a system not guy? He wasn't a niche role this year, but it was one year. Of course it was a niche role. He didn't even start until November. He, I mean, he, he didn't. He ended up He had getting, like a five-game streak, and then in the two biggest games of the year at the end of the year, that's fair. They, they played James White over him. I think Lewis, similar to when Danny Woodhead uh, became a free agent, could be a really good pickup for some team at the right price because running backs just don't cost that much in general. If a team with a, a coaching staff is like, let's say the Vikings, uh, who's who are losing Jarek McKinnon, or the Saints if they had a need, but they don't need a need. If you pair Deion Lewis in the right system with the right coaching staff, and it only costs you 
$5 million a year. I think that's money really well spent. Why not just draft somebody in the third round? Because you, you have this guy that you know is good and you can use the draft You also know he's going to get injured by week four. I mean, he, Deion Lewis is injured almost every year of his career. Didn't expect uh, you know, such scientists heat today, but wow. Deion Lewis, Especially about Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis. I'm stunned. I've been a huge fan of his, but that's he's exactly I mean. the guy you don't overpay. Well, yeah, it, it all depends He's on price. He's a role player who gets injured. But you don't have to overpay. Yeah, to me— to $5 me, million dollars is way too much for, for, a, for a running back, I, and you just get Alvin Kamara in the third round. I don't think so, because he to me, that's a great price if you're getting 600 great snaps out of Deion Lewis. And I think if you've got the right plan and the right system around him— uh, that's absolutely worth it. It's a deep Billy group breaks of running his back. leg in late September. I mean, this guy's injury <laughs> history, you're just glossing over it like it didn't happen. No, no, that's fair. And there are a lot of running backs. I don't think it'll cost much because there are a lot of running backs out there. Carlos Hyde is going to be a free agent. Le'Veon Bell probably will get tagged. Jarek McKinnon, very similar to Deion Lewis, I would say, and I think a really interesting free agent. Rex Burkhead is a free agent. Darren Sproles, if he still wants to play. Jeremy My guy, Frank, Frank Gore. Uh, you know, Jamal so Charles. It's always a position where it's not – you know, necessarily too tough to to find someone. There's some interest in the wide receiver group. There's some guys that are going to be really interesting to see how much money they make. Allen Robinson coming off an ACL. Sammy Watkins, years of people trying to talk themselves into him as a star. Will another team do it again? Uh, he's still only, what, 27 or 28 years old? 24 right what? now. Yep. 24. He's 24 years He's been old. in the league for like 15 years, he I was, thought. He was 20 <laughs> when he got in. And, uh, yeah, I think he must be turning 25 during next season or something. There yeah. has been plenty of speculation that the Rams could franchise him. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, Jordan Matthews, that makes, who, yeah, that makes who got sense. traded, obviously, from the Eagles to the Bills and had a complete lost season. Injuries, now he's a free agent. Terrell Pryor, a guy that everyone, a lot of people thought was a, a, a great uh, buy by the Redskins last year. He washed out, so what does he get this year? It's, that's an interesting group. And Danny Amendola, Danny Playoff. Oh, my gosh. Amendola is uh, scheduled to hit the free agency market. John Brown, Paul Richardson, the guys who have flashed in the past are pretty intriguing. I think looking at the overarching market, there are more core, a few more quarterbacks than usual. You throw Teddy, Sam Bradford, you know, Cousins, and and with Breeze, I just am going to throw it out there that I feel like there's a ten percent chance there's some drama there. Just like I, by the way, I threw out. Just like there was a small chance maybe this McDaniels thing isn't as sure as everyone has been saying it, it is until it's official. I just think there might be just some drama with Breeze. I don't think he'll go anywhere. But if you're looking at Define the— Define drama. Some reports that he's not happy with the Saints and that there's actually a chance, it, even if it's it's a passing storm, that, that he'll leave or that he, he's not pleased. This is a guy who, people forget, held out during their last uh, contract negotiations skipped OTAs skipped the offseason with last time he was uh, looking for a new contract and I think it's a really difficult contract to come up with Brent Grimes is hitting the open market Greg a little nervous about uh, his wife could relocate maybe to Southern California or something like that and then he's, you're in great danger he's kind of ageless I mean he's had some injuries but he's looking pretty coward. great love Brent Grimes <laughs> you bring me to a point I was going to make before by the way yes some positions are He's very ageless. very thin. Both lines, I would say, are thin, especially the offensive line. But there are a lot of cornerbacks and receivers. So, like, the passing game, I think if you're looking for a cornerback or you're looking for a wide receiver, some names out there. Interesting. A couple of interesting tight end names. Jimmy Graham, I believe he's in pretty 
big time decline at this point. I, I know he's a good goal line receiver still, but I'm wondering how much money he could get uh, on the open market. I think he's connected to a team in a report this week. Not much is my guess, but yeah. who knows? And then Tyler Eifert, like a Deion Lewis, a guy that cannot stay healthy, but a couple of years ago, he was one of the best uh, tight ends in football. Would a team maybe say, maybe we get that guy and he stays healthy? Two interesting names. question marks. I like this uh, free agency class. I'm yeah, in. it's a little saucier than, than I expected. Yeah, the cornerback class could be really strong. The guy I really like is Kyle Fuller, who had a great year with the Bears, led the NFL in passes defense last year. They uh, Malcolm Butler is going to be a really interesting cornerback, I think, free agent to Trimaine wonder what Johnson. kind of value he has after everything that happened. i got to see I mean, if the Patriots do anything else to poison his value from now until the start of free agency. <laughs> nice organization. Bonte David. Oh, please. It is crazy. Uh, it is crazy that his his – I can remember I was so sad to miss the week after the Super Bowl podcast where Malcolm Butler was in the studio with you guys. Yeah. And think about the journey he's taken since that moment as one of the great, in my mind, stories in NFL history, certainly great Super Bowl stories in NFL history, to, to this Super Bowl. I mean, you can't write this stuff. And how do they Eddie? repay him, Greg? It's the drama. It's the can stuff just, of life. Can we just take a big macro view there that he made the arguably the biggest play in Patriots history? And now they are kicking them out the door and making them look like some type of malcontent. That ain't right. I don't know. He was on the Around the NFL podcast. He's a nice guy. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there. I do think it got a little overplayed, and I don't want to dive too into this, but that like, okay, put Malcolm Butler in there, and suddenly uh, they'd be fine. He had a couldn't s- disagree more. That s- was huge. It, it, it was a big factor, but there's no way to Guys know. Guys that played for him were picked on. I guess my my thought would be more that that his absence has helped to overshadow the complete collapse of the rest of the defense, which I don't think his absence excuses that. It's like Donta Hightower, who is a much, in my mind, more integral player to the team, leaves the team uh, during the season. It's like you don't even notice the difference uh, for the rest of the season. Butler, who did not have a great year, had, a, had an okay year, certainly his worst year as Led a starter. Led their defense in snaps. Yeah, certainly his worst year as a starter, but still a very solid starter. I'm just saying, it kind of overshadowed, like, hey, your defense got absolutely f- destroyed because uh, this storyline got all the attention. It's like, a nice way of saying that they got thoroughly outcoached in the Super Bowl. Sure. Um, I heard you having this conversation downstairs. I stayed out of it, but mm. I think – if one guy in that secondary makes a play, they could have won the Super Bowl. Sure, it might have made. It and he's already made proven he's a guy that can make a play. Yes, when the stakes are highest, Ab- and you took him out of the line. Absolutely, I just mean it's kind of one thing to focus on when there was there were a lot of things that they did wrong and that that well, went wrong. Maybe if they came up with a answer. Yeah, no, I get it. Or answered the question of why Malcolm Butler didn't play that, that people could stomach. I mean, I haven't heard an answer yet that I can stomach. It's also fun. Why not just tell the truth? It's also funny to me, like, I know this is not how things work, but, you know, crazier things have happened in football. Uh, look at Josh McDaniel's situation. You know, the Lions, they're sitting there watching the game, and they're like, wait, so we're bringing in Matt Patricia, who's a defensive uh, wizard, and he's just, he's giving up like 500 yards of total let's, offense in the Super Bowl. Let's calm down on that one. What about I mean, first of all? Why would you take one game over like 19 games? Okay, just because it's the most recent and the most important. We have more data than that. Second of all, who has less talent on their front seven in the NFL than the New England Patriots in February of 2018? They, I, how many names can you even name on their front seven? 
There are defensive metrics that. Do, do you want me to go through it? I'm a fan. I mean, Trey Flowers oh, yeah. is good. Other than that, Trey Flowers is really good. You, got, you get to deal with a bunch of special teamers. Malcolm Brown. And then because you benched, because you benched your best quarter, cornerback, you've got problems. In this, their whole defense was filled with problems in that game. And uh, advanced metrics said that the Patriots never had a good defense this season. I, I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying that the Lions should have had second thoughts. I'm just saying, if you are in the front <laughs> office, you think it's like, mm, okay. He's, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. And this is the second straight year the Patriots have a lot of key free agents, I would say, an yeah. abnormal amount. And I think it hurt them last year. I don't think they were as talented a team in the end. And now they have Solder, who's going to be, I think, is the top tackle in free agency by a decent amount, which it really doesn't speak well for the well, because- tackle class. I mean, he could be – a an $18 million a year type player, $15 million. Because in the top five, Le- Le- Adrian Waddle and – Cameron Fleming are also there. Three Patriots probably are the in the top five tackles. Right, so they're all so three of their tackles are available. You're loving this, Dan. Butler's <laughs> out there. Burkhead and Lewis are out there. So you're kind of you know bunching up different positions. Amendo got a lot of players available. I like it to deal with. It's time of transition. I think we were at the funeral on Sunday. That's all I'm saying. Funeral, please. <laughs> hey, Geno Smith also is on the market, Greg. Uh, you've been oh. pounded the table for many years because he had that great four-game stretch about six years ago. Um, well, he hasn't really played since then, except for a pretty good performance against the Raiders. There you go. He's still in. Pretty you know, good. You can have him on the cheap. Go watch. watch Two years, six million. Watch pretty a couple good. of throws in that fourth quarter. <laughs> I'd rather watch him like celebrating on the sideline as the other quarterback doesn't play well. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he he's pretty low on that free agent quarterback list. But Ke- you know, Keenum, Bridgewater, Bradford. You got McCown. Is Cutler for sure retiring? We haven't found out about that. I don't know if it really The NFL will tell much. him whether he's retiring or not. Probably. Uh, so there you go. There's a nice teaser. Nice tease, guys. You guys are real teases. We even made an appearance in the lab. Uh, yeah, a couple of trips down to the lab. I hung out in the kitchen. Even though I, I am against Greg's wishes, I was given a key. I can go down to the lab, but I just want to make it clear that I have yet to go down to the lab. I well, just have access yeah, to it. Dan's going to go home tonight, study uh, the Trent Murphy tape <laughs> from the 2017 season, come back with a really hot take about his ranking among the edge defenders that are available. I don't think there's <laughs> any Trent Murphy tape for 2017. And that's why I'm not going to go downstairs. That's a good, that's a good point. I hang out in the, the bad, kitchen. bad guy to bring up. Des <laughs> um, Bryant got you a key. Thank you, Des. I really appreciate it. Uh, he might end up on the free agent market. But. Yeah, that might be something we'll, we'll talk about later. Ooh, Make that some could guys be get a cut. tier for our special. Well, we'll we don't have to workshop it here, but that's a fun ca- category too. All right. But that's coming up later this week. Next time you hear from us will be Wednesday. So uh, hopefully Mark will be back and, uh, and Colleen will be rejoining us. She made it back from Philadelphia Live. So a lot of fun stuff coming up this week. Check and- it. To get the go, check out the GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com. I mean, I picked this handsome picture of Wes at the Super Bowl. Nice that's, shot. That's going to make people. Hot bod shot. Nice suit. <laughs> nice chrome dome. <laughs> GoFundMe.com slash Chris Wesseling takes out the big C. A little bit wordy by uh, could I didn't know with Wes. I didn't. It doesn't matter what the uh, I didn't know with Wes, though. I didn't know it would have been the whole thing. But still, the cause is very important. So please, if you can help out, please do. And uh, again. End of the week, our top 10 calls of 2017. Let's go. Stan Hansa signing off for the mailman, the old boss, Lindsey Bolton behind the glass. Greg is going to do extra reading if given the chance. Big takeaway from the show. Till Wednesday. 
reading. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.